A shade by day, defense by night, a shelter in the time of storm. No fears alarm, no foes affright, a shelter in the time of storm. We'll never leave our safe retreat, a shelter in the time of storm. Jesus is a rock in a weary land, a weary land a weary land. This is Brother William Kantz with this week's lesson from 2 Timothy chapter 4. The verses are 1 through 18. And the title of this week's lesson is Paul's Farewell. From the New King James Version, actually the King James Version of the Bible, the text reads, I charge thee, therefore, before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing in his kingdom, preach the word, be instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lusts, shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. And they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. But watch thou in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, make full proof of thy ministry. For I am now ready to be offered and the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, and not to me only, but unto all them also that love his appearing. Do thy diligence to come shortly unto me, for Demas hath forsaken me, having loved this present world, and is departed unto Thessalonica, Crescens to Galatia, Titus unto Dalmatia. Only Luke is with me. Take Mark and bring him with thee, for he is profitable to me for the ministry. And Pisius have I sent to Ephesus, the cloak that I left at Troas with Carpus, when thou comest, bring with thee and the books, but especially the parchments. Alexander the coppersmith did me much evil. The Lord reward him according to his works. Of whom be thou ware also, for he hath greatly withstood our words. At my first answer, no men stood with me, but all men forsook me. I pray, God, that it may not be laid to their charge. Notwithstanding, the Lord stood with me and strengthened me that by me the preaching might be fully known and that all the Gentiles might hear, and I was delivered out of the mouth of the lion. And the Lord shall deliver me from every evil work and will preserve me unto his heavenly kingdom, to whom be glory forever and ever. 
Amen. God bless those who read, hear, and do his holy and divine word. Paul's farewell. When Paul wrote his second letter to Timothy, he was in a Roman prison awaiting execution. That's where we find Paul with this citation and this lesson today. The letter has none of the optimism found in the four letters known as the prison epistles, including Philippians, Colossians, Ephesians, Philemon. To Philemon, Paul said, Prepare a guest room for me, for I trust that through your prayers I shall be granted to you. That's verse 22. To the Philippian church, he wrote, But I trust in the Lord that I myself shall also come shortly. That's chapter 2, verse 24. When he wrote the prison epistles, Paul expected to be released soon. He had no such expectation when he wrote his second letter to Timothy. As he writes, For I am already being poured out as a drink offering. That's chapter 4 and verse 6. Paul expected to die soon. Before Paul sums up his directions and exhortations, he, he appeals to Timothy and to all Christians when he states, I charge thee before these divine witnesses who are present everywhere, who shall judge the quick and the dead? These words resonate with solemn power in the ears of believers and impress them with an intense feeling of responsibility. The apostle, in his divine wisdom, was charging teachers of the church to be faithful and zealous in their work. By the thought, which must be ever-present, that all either alive on the day of the coming of the Lord, or if they had tasted death already, raised from the dead incorruptible, 1 Thessalonians 4 and verse 17, must stand before the judge and give an account of their actions on that morning. Must every man and woman stand before the judge who knows all and sees all. Paul urged Timothy to proclaim or to herald forth the word with no attempt to decide when it might be appropriate. The word had power to convince, to rebuke, and to exhort, to know or to understand are important words for the apostle. Timothy was to understand the message first, and then to teach it. Understanding is demonstrated by lifestyle choices. The younger preacher understood it was the last days because teachers were teaching who had no endurance for 
sound doctrine or sound teaching. Their own desires and their itching ears directed their efforts. Study for such teachers meant the dividing of scriptures to support what they had already come to believe. They would gladly turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables, 2 Timothy 4 and verse 4. The picture which Paul draws is true today. Healthful teaching is difficult. Men's ears itch and want to be tickled. The desire of many is to have teachers who will reflect their own opinions and prejudices, those who flatter the crowd. Because he was aware, because Paul was aware his time on earth was limited, 2 Timothy 4 and verse 6, Paul shared several important final thoughts with Timothy. After charging him to preach God's message faithfully, verse 2, he added, But you be watchful in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, and fulfill your ministry, verse 5. Although Paul was disappointed with some individuals, verse 10, and harmed by others, verse 14, he never lost confidence in God. In some of his final recorded words, he declared, But the Lord stood with me and strengthened me so that all the message might be preached fully through me and that all the Gentiles might hear. Also, I was delivered out of the mouth of the lion, and the Lord will deliver me from every evil work and preserve me for his heavenly kingdom. To him be the glory forever. Amen. Verses 17 and 18. How beautiful Paul declares his faith in the Lord. Despite his dire situation, Paul never lost faith in God. God had not forsaken him, and God would not forsake Timothy. We can be assured that when we are in a righteous relationship with God, he will always be present in our lives. Paul called for Timothy to come and, if possible, to bring Mark, whom Paul considered useful for ministry, verse 11. Obviously, Mark had made great progress in the 20-plus years since he parted company with Paul and Barnabas during their first missionary journey. Notice Acts 13, verse 13, and Acts 15, verses 36 through 41. The former deserter was now useful 
Paul's execution may have been imminent. However, he was continuing to serve in whatever capacity he could, even from his prison cell. Paul had been in and then out of incarceration many times before. Paul himself indicated the many conditions he had suffered in comparing himself to others. Are they servants of Christ? I am a better one. I am talking like a madman with far greater labors, far more imprisonments, with countless beatings and often near death. 2 Corinthians 11 and verse 23. Paul refuses to be paralyzed by fear or passive self-pity, but continues to place his life at God's disposal for ministry. Paul wanted Timothy to make every effort to come and bring needed supplies. 2 Timothy 4 and verse 13. Having called for Timothy to join him in Rome, Paul issued a warning about Alexander the coppersmith who greatly resisted our words. 2 Timothy 4, verse 14 and 15. It is possible that Timothy may meet up with this character in Troas when he stops to gather Paul's cloak and parchments. Therefore, Timothy too should be on guard against him. Regardless, Paul wanted Timothy by his side. Paul was alone at his first defense, 2 Timothy 4 and 16. Likely a a reference to a preliminary hearing, he did not want to be alone when his trial began. Although no one joined him at his first defense, the Lord stood with me and strengthened me so that all the Gentiles might hear. Again, the beautiful, also I was delivered out of the mouth of the lion and the Lord will deliver me from every work and preserve me for his heavenly kingdom. The Lord watches over Paul and delivers him even in the most difficult situations and enables him to fulfill, even in that moment of trial, the ministry to which he has been called. Paul never stopped thinking about his ministry. 2 Timothy 4 and 1. When others would have been complaining about their situation... Paul was focused on sharing the gospel with the lost. May we learn from his example. There are souls to save. The need to preach God's words faithfully is as great in our day as it was in Timothy's. We need to present the gospel in a way that causes hearers to both think and respond. We must preach and teach and live a life to strengthen the faith of those who are near us. 
we must preach, teach, to offer encouragement to those who are ready to give up. Whether or not individuals want to hear God's message, it must be proclaimed. Preach the word, 2 Timothy 4, verse 2. In this last letter, he wrote to Timothy, his son in the faith, asking him to live faithfully for the sake of the gospel, to fight worthily, and to remember the truths he learned in his youth. Paul's faith and suffering were an example to Timothy. Like Timothy and the many other readers of his letters, we should heed Paul's final words in how to live out our faith through trials, tribulations, transitions in life. We are challenged by Paul to turn away from evil, confront and conquer carnal tendencies, seek a self-sacrificial mindset in life by discerning in all things and have the willingness to endure hardship where needed. Our commission is to dedicate ourselves to zealously proclaiming the gospel of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. For in that spiritual mindset, we find our faith and our salvation. This lesson is yours. Thank you for listening, church. I pray that something has been said that is both edifying and uplifting. Next week's lesson is from Isaiah 41, verses are 1 through 24. So we are moving into the summer quarter of the Foundation Series as we continue our Bible study. Again, Isaiah 41, 1 through 24. This is the second part of Isaiah. We studied the first part in the winter quarter. Let us pray for one another. Father God, we approach your throne of grace this day with all humility, awe, reverence toward you, Father. Father who sits high and looks low, we thank you for being present, for loving us, for forgiving us of any trespasses we have committed since the last time we gathered together. We thank you for being God all by yourself who recognizes our repentant heart of mind, 
Thank you for your forgiving spirit. We thank you, Father. We thank you for sending your only begotten Son to this low ground of sorrow to minister, to live, to shepherd his people who he promised that he would return and judge the quick and the dead. Embolden us, Father, to seek out opportunities to do good and to seek your will and your way. Give us your gift of compassion to listen to one another, to be there for one another, to practice focused civility by demonstrating your love one for another. We pray for those who don't know you yet. We pray for space and time that they may come to know you before it is everlasting and eternally too late. We pray for the sick and the shut-in, for those who are the caregivers. We pray for those behind prison walls, both justly and unjustly. We pray for those whose minds are confused and disoriented in this time of confusion. Father, give them all those things you see they stand in need of. We pray for peace, Father, for your peace to permeate our hearts and minds. We pray for the victims of hatred, chaos, confusion. We pray for understanding those things that you would have us to know. Thank you, Father, for all the many blessings and favors that you shower down on us daily. Father, we, we pray for all those within sound of my voice and our extended families. Help us, Father, with your loving arm of protection. Help us, Father, to, to work for your glory, your will, and your way. Help us, Father, to continue to be able to be called your children. Let us continue to focus on your word. In the most holy name of Jesus Christ, we offer up this prayer. Amen. Thank you for your ongoing support as we continue our study of God's word. Let us reach out in Christian love to our brothers and sisters in Christ and show our compassion, our spiritual empathy. Let us stay joyful, peaceful, and zealous for Christ Jesus. Let us praise God from whom all blessings flow. Stay safe. Bye for now.